0: Reading in Church, a proud partner with Audible.com. Previously on Reading in Church and Other Distractions.
1: Um, and this is on the heels of God sending an adder and snakes and people being unrepentant and their choices that they have made that have led this to be. And then God says that my head were a spring of water, my eyes a fountain, I might weep all day and night for the slain of my poor people. Um, again, this could absolutely be Jeremiah. It also could absolutely be God. And then we go right from there into, uh, a lament of God uh, that is part of this that that is sort of more directly a lament of God. I prefer to beings.
0: see the glass of tears as half full. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, call me an optimist. Well,
1: well, as you have often said, the pessimist will say the glass is half half empty, but the optimist <laughs> will say is, it's a matter it's of focus. It's all about focus. It's That's right. All about focus. That right. <laughs> I choose to focus on the positive. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was. I almost wet myself the day you said that. Just so you know, I was. That laughing. was part of my leadership speech. It was. It was. The pessimist will say the glass is half empty, but the optometrist will say it's all about focus. Which so I, I prefer to focus on the positive. Oh yeah,
0: I told you that my first two classes at the school were yes, for, leadership, for leadership, leadership.
1: Which, again, as I said, is evidence God has a sense of humor, yeah, exactly. and it's a little twisted at the end of the day.
0: Welcome to reading in church and other distractions with rob and mike
1: well welcome back to reading in church and other distractions i am robert wallace and i am michael mckeever and these are the readings for september 29th 2019 the 16th sunday after pentecost and proper 21 so we have i think three in a row now this is it where we got hmm. our rhythm again Man. so yeah are in good shape okay that's good Although we may just blow it all to the smithereens next week because I'm coming to California, so I'm not sure when we're taping next week's podcast. Okay. Uh, We have four texts following the consecutive readings. Jeremiah 32, 1 to 3a, and 6 to 15, because the last thing we need is context. Uh, Psalm 91, 1 to 6, and 14 to 16, because we don't like to read the things that Satan likes. Uh first right. Timothy six, six to nineteen and Luke sixteen, nineteen to thirty one, but you want us to reverse those when you talk about this. Yeah, let's so we'll let's reverse them. Do the Luke text just to just to mix it up, just to stay fresh. All right. I, I have
0: pulled out the lectionary that only has half of verses like uh like uh, is helpful,
1: like the okay, lectionary good. says is helpful. Yes, because otherwise you just like read the rest yeah, of it and it then we're gonna wonder going. what's going on. I'm
0: just gonna read the middle part of Jer- That's right. Jeremiah also. Yeah.
1: I well, hope that you will like us on Facebook uh, at Reading in Church and follow us on Twitter at Reading in Church, um, and send us an email. Let's just pause, um,
0: pause while people go do that because I don't think yeah, they're they to do Give it. them a second. Give them a second. Oh, okay.
1: Um, and you, you're right, Mike. I did get the, uh, did get my sign replaced uh, that has a return of. I now have a return of the Jedi. So. So the prequel signs are still missing, but I can live with that. It, it, it yeah. doesn't make me it doesn't eat me up inside. It, it makes me slightly sad, but, but okay. it doesn't cause wow. great angst, like having return of the Jedi missing caused me. Yeah. Um, Maybe you just speak.
0: Some people Go pretend ahead. those don't even exist, so
1: I, uh, that's true. that's true. Speaking of uh, part of my geek, uh, geek past, you and I have been invited to be on a podcast together. And so
0: I think we invited ourselves. <laughs>
1: we sort of did, didn't we? We kind of said, hey, this would be a good topic. And they said, oh, please. Yeah, yes. here's a
0: killer so. topic. And you know who would be good on that?
1: <laughs> uh, that's right. The two of us. Uh, us. And so so a major podcast well, it, uh, it crossover event
0: just flowed out of our
1: conversation last. It did. At the end of the last situation. podcast. Yeah. 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 So, Does this be, mean I have to fun. go
0: see the Joker before we do this? Podcast? I don't
1: know. I don't think it'll be released before we tape it. So I don't oh, think we have to. Thank goodness. So. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. Get some Xanax or something. Yeah. I'll just go. go I'll,
0: I'll just go watch the Jim Carrey version and work oh, I did like,
1: Jim Carrey wasn't in the. Jo- he wasn't the Joker. Jim oh, Carrey the was the Riddler. <laughs> See, that'll,
0: that'll really get confusing. <laughs> four times. All right, Mike. Don't embarrass me
1: on this podcast, okay? <laughs> why?
0: Why Jeez. should that podcast be different? <laughs> two, what is it? Four time zones, two continents, and the wrong Joker movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong Batman That's, movie. That, it's going to be. It is going to be four time zones. We're going to re- tape that one in. So Okay, I'll be... just,
0: I'll just, I, I'll reserve my comments to the Fisher King then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can't explain why
1: that's funny. No, we can't. Just talk about your, in- I mean, usually the jokes are just inside our, our, you know, discipline. When you start making jokes inside our friendship, then it's not, we're going to, this podcast really is just for us at that point. <laughs> it really so. is. All right, that's not. We won't publish this one. Uh, okay. This was just for us. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, you ready to do Jeremiah 32? Yeah, let me read this for you. I know you know this, but... We can talk more about Jim Carrey if you like. Okay. It's for the folks. Oh, wait. Real, one more, though. I will say someone put out a meme that said, uh, just to tell you where society is, in 1989, had a picture of Jack Nicholson's Joker. It said, uh, in 1989, how do you make the Joker? Drop him in a vat of chemicals. In 2019, how do you make the Joker? Let him live in society for a little while.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yikes. That one hurt a little. That was a little close. Uh, A little close. That would put a smile on some people's faces.
1: That'll put a smile on somebody's face.
0: All right. Here's uh, the word of the Lord. The word that came. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the 10th year of King Zedekiah of Judah, which was the 18th year of
1: Nebuchadnezzar. Neb- Nebuchadrezzar actually Nebukadrezz- spelled Dres- here. I was going to yeah. say, how have
0: I never seen? no oh, okay. Yeah, so there.
1: That's it's a. There are a couple of ways to pronounce his name, and Nebuchadrezzar is hmm. probably the more accurate one. But of course, Nebuchadnezzar is so popular, it's hard to run against it. Oh, so. the, these you know, these hip hop names, they're, always, a- <laughs> they're very fluid. <laughs> anyway, yes, Nebuchadrezzar. Now it would just be Drez and then Dre and then. Yeah. <laughs> Dre-
0: Dre- Dre- <laughs> <laughs> Dre- <laughs> Now, okay, in the 18th, verse two. 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar, sh- shizzle, <laughs> my missiles. Okay, at that time... Oh, one verse, that was our record, <laughs>
1: one verse, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> this is us hitting our stride. Yeah. At that time, the army of the king of Babylon... Okay. That's safer, no, let's just call him the king of yeah, Babylon. <laughs> yeah. ...was besieging Jerusalem. And the prophet Jeremiah was confined in the court of the guard that was in the place of the king of Judah. Palace. Palace. (laughs) (laughs) Where King Zedekiah of Judah had confined him. Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came to me. Hanamel, son of Uncle Shalom, is going to come to you <laughs> and say, man, this is like a minefield for me.
1: <laughs> this one is. I was just thinking about that. I knew it was coming. By my <laughs>
0: minefield. That is at Anatathoth. No, you're close. For the right of redemption by purchase is yours. Then my cousin Hanamel came to me in the court of the guard in accordance with the word of the Lord and said to me, buy my field that is in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin for the right of possession and redemption is yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. And I bought the field at Ananoth from my cousin, (laughs) Hannah. This is so redundant. (laughs) This is good storytelling. Yes. And weighed out. don't want you to forget the characters. (laughs) Remember those five chapters where I told you how to build the tabernacle? Well, uh, let's review. Let's build the tabernacle,
1: step by step.
0: And weighed out the money to him. 17 shekels of silver. I That is a bargain, by the way. Oh, I signed the deed, sealed it, got witnesses, and weighed the money on scales. Then I took the sealed deed of purchase, containing the terms and conditions and the open copy. And I gave the deed of purchase to Barak, son of Neriah, son of Mach, Mach, how do you say that?
1: I would say Masiah.
0: Masiah. In the presence of my cousin Hanamel, in the presence of the witnesses who signed the deed of purchase, and in the presence of all the Judeans who were sitting in the court of the guard, in the pre- in
1: prison. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah.
0: Doesn't mean you can't, you know, engage in that's real estate. That's right. In their presence, I charge Baruch, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, take these deeds, both these, this sealed deed of purchase and the open deed, and put them in an earthenware jar in order that they may last for a long time. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel houses and fields and vineyards shall again be bought in this land. Man, that's a long
1: way to go for a punchline. There really is. <laughs> that's a lot of setup, <laughs> man. Um, This—it's w- interesting because we don't, for some reason, the lectionary cut out why he's in prison.
0: Probably the redundant and you know superfluous parts. Actually, that's parts. the part that's not. That's yeah. the
1: part that's not. Uh, because King Zedekiah can find him there because he said, "Hey, you're going to go into prison, and we should submit to Babylon." Um, hmm. Zedekiah usually was pretty favorable toward Jeremiah, but. He apparently, even he had his limits, and uh, he decided to keep him under palace guard. So at least he's not put in the stocks and beaten like he was under King Jehoiakim mm-hmm. um, or thrown in a pit. Thrown here in pit. Here he's just in the court guard, where apparently he can do financial transactions. Life is good. I can still do real estate. Real estate speculation that he's on. Um, tenth year of King Zedekiah, when we remember that uh, King Zedekiah comes on the throne in 597... The tenth year of King Zedekiah would be five eighty seven, um, which some will remember is the year Jerusalem is destroyed. Uh, so later this same year, so yeah, it's it's really not a time you normally think about buying real estate when yeah. the army hey, of the Jeremiah, Babylonians. The
0: province buying real estate, maybe
1: I'll sink some money in. The- Talk about your seller's market. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's. A- just an odd time to do it and uh, jeremiah seems to always be ahead of the curve um he's in Mm -hmm. captivity before israel and now he's Mm -hmm. uh, buying land before israel gets land um he is we have the uncle shalem here we're wondering if this shalem is related to the uh prophet huldah that earlier in the story of second kings told uh who's the keeper of the wardrobe who um who was married to Huldah, who gave the Oracle about Jerusalem, about uh, Jerusalem being destroyed all these years before. But it could also be that everybody was named Shalem in those days. Yeah. And, and you just don't you know. It's hard to, <laughs> okay, hard to do that. But anyway, um, that you're right. It's a long way to go for a punchline. The punchline being that, uh, this is an act of hope. Uh, there will again soon be a, uh, the buying and selling of land that now it's unusual to have the hope before the the need for the hope but jeremiah himself i guess is providing the the embodied imprisonment and hmm. uh has this sort of moment of hope but uh, eventually uh prophets always get to hope prophets are always giving that message of hope no matter how harsh the judgment jeremiah is as harsh as all of them and this is in the book of comfort jeremiah 29 to mm-hmm. 30, 30. <laughs> i'm not gonna say it what do you think <laughs> I i'm, gonna say? Not. I'm not gonna say i anything. thought you might <laughs> yes uh <laughs> That's a running gag from year A. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, this is in the in the book of comfort, and so this is a, this is actually a word of comfort. There's there's good news uh, that mm-hmm. is that that land will again be bought and sold uh, in the midst of all this. No coins. They did not have uh, coinage at this point. You don't get coins till the Persian period. So you oh. had to weigh out the money on the scale. So a shekel here is actually a a weight measure. Oh, um, I believe that that David uh, bought the. Uh, the plot for the Temple Mount for, I think, 200 shekels, 200 shekels or 50 shekels. Both those numbers are in my head for something. So this is a pretty good deal, really, in Anathoth. Mm. Um, Also, since earlier in the Book of Jeremiah, his family tried to kill him, the fact that his family is coming and selling him land might be a little bit of reconciliation, uh, I think. Um, They did plot to assassinate him earlier in the book, and so... It's it's nice to see them work Thing, through that. Things are
0: really looking up for Jeremiah. They huh? really
1: they really are the family no longer wants him dead. He's not, He's in, not, a, not, a not in a pit. He's in a nice prison. No. Um <laughs> So, oh, they see, moved him to he's the. He's in a hopeful minics- mood. He's burying jars
0: <laughs> in the dirt. It's like, hey, sunshine, minimum,
1: what's going on, sunshine? He's in a minimum <laughs> security <laughs> prison over in Bethesda. He's doing well. He really is. Um,
0: it's, it's like the the far <laughs> side where the guys in hell with the, or whistling. It's like we're not getting through to this guy. <laughs> exactly, we're not getting through this you know, it
1: Could be worse. It could be raining. That's <laughs> um,
0: true.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It's very positive, and you know, it's funny how long these. He you said, know, "We'll bury it in an earthenware vessel, so it lasts a long time." considering the Dead Sea Scrolls were in earthenware jars and lasted yeah. 2,000 years, uh-huh. it's, it's evidence that can happen. That, that is true. That checks <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, so Jeremiah knows what he's doing here. Hmm. Um, I should say also, Baruch, his personal scribe, um, there's a, a cache of beulah found by archaeologists. A beulah is a uh, it's, it's what is left behind from a seal, stu- seal impression. When you seal the clay, what you leave, that impression is called a beulah. It's and a, there were... Oh, okay. No, yeah, and and there were about two hundred or more of these Beulah found in an excavation on the on the Temple Mount, and among them, Baruch son of Neriah was found. His seal uh, stone was really? found. in in fact, wow. there are about six or seven individuals who are named in Jeremiah whose whose seal stones were found that dates from the time of the destruction of five eighty seven. So, huh? uh, some pretty nifty wow uh, resonance with the archaeological record uh, with these characters here in Jeremiah. Hmm. But uh I you were say they Christian found the jar. They found the actual jar with his deed. Yes. No, they didn't find the jar, but they did find his Beulah that he used to seal things. Okay. So man. Which is kind of a big deal. That
0: is surprising. That uh, mm-hmm. there's you know, the New Testament hardly has anything like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Huh. Interesting. So I don't know what else I want to say about Jeremiah. This is this is hopeful. I mean, we've gone through last week, which was just so depressing. Uh, and this week we see that that's not the last word. There is, there's some hope that comes.
0: So other prophets, they like give a message and there's, there's a possibility of repentance or Sometimes. And, and hope and then, and then or, or the bad things. They just, you guys aren't going to repent. So let's go to the fr- imprisonment and the...
1: <laughs> yeah, jump right to the destruction. Yeah, here we're just going to the... fast forward. Yeah. Wow. That guy had it tough yeah i i don't begrudge any of uh jeremiah's frustration with god for this calling um, mm-hmm. you know he always he was always obedient and he always let god know he never asked for this job um and he didn't want the job and if god found anyone else who take the job they could have the job but uh but then god would say i need to do this and jeremiah say fine and fine off he what's went.
0: that what's that attitude yeah nothing what did you say nothing
1: nothing <laughs>
0: Wow. All right. Well, how about a psalm? That sounds good. 91, 1 to 6, and 14 to 16. Mm-hmm. How long is this psalm?
1: Uh, 16.
0: Okay. You who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Well, that's what we used to say uh, since we lived in proximity to, to Wheaton. Uh, Yeah, right. At our old university. That's right. (laughs) The shadow of the Almighty. (laughs) Right. We'll say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that stalks in darkness or the destruction that wastes at noonday. Those Skip who, <laughs> those who love me, those who love me, I will deliver. I will protect those who know my name. When they call to me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them with long life. I will satisfy them and show them my salvation.
1: Uh, this is a book for Psalm. It's, uh, so it's one of mine. And, uh, comes right after the psalm of moses mm-hmm. in psalm 90 the only psalm of moses uh, this psalm does not have a superscription in the hebrew text and so there are some hebrew manuscripts that actually join it to the psalm before okay that it actually is part of psalm 90 uh and probably not too surprising because a lot of the language here would reflect an older it i will say it it reflects an older perspective with regard to god uh, most High and Almighty, mm-hmm. um, the terms that are being used there are are usually older terms uh, that you would talk about El Elyon and and um, and Shaddai. There are are older terms that are used in the text, and even some of the other connections: refuge and fortress, snare of the fowler, deadly pestilence, um, the terrors, the the just arrows that fly. A lot of connections between this psalm and Deuteronomy. Uh, Thirty-two. In fact, much of the psalm, the language of the psalm, very some similar uh, to Deuteronomy thirty-two. What's interesting, Deuteronomy thirty-three is where Moses is called "man of God," which was what Hmm. Moses was called in the psalm before this. So it's a
0: Timothy is called "man of God" in the our, our reading today.
1: It is who is Timothy? Ah. Oh, that's interesting. The um, <laughs> maybe it's a Psalm of Timothy. <laughs> it is a Psalm of Timothy, and never that I will say lesser uh, minority, view. Minority, minority view. Minority view on that, but um, but yeah, it is a, I, I think it's it's an interesting. Th- these first three psalms at the beginning of before are are sort of interestingly placed. They they have a strong mosaic voice is what i have said they sound a lot like moses and you go from sort of the disorientation of psalm 90 where they are using language that's very familiar to um to the exodus 32 passage the the golden calf story to a sort of orientation in 91 with God saying, you know, I'm the God who does these things. And then a reorientation in Psalm 92, a Psalm for the Sabbath day. Hmm. Uh, You also get some God's direct speech, which is, you know, God doesn't speak much in the Psalms. Usually um, we speak all the time in the Psalms, but Mm -hmm. uh, God speaks in 14 to 16. Um, God will deliver. I'll protect those who know my name. I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. And, you know, on the heels of answer us, Lord, deliver Mm -hmm. us, save us, rescue us that you had, in Psalm 90, I think that's, you know, I'm a canonical scholar. I like reading Psalms together. And, and I think these are three, uh, that, that are, it's, it's profitable to read together. Yeah. Um, I said that we skipped the part Satan likes, because you might know that Satan quotes from Psalm 91 in tempting Jesus. Ah, uh, yes, this is the section. Right. So in, in the context of all of that, you will not fear the terror of the night, your pestilence or the pestilence that stalks in darkness. He'll give his angels charge concerning you. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is the part that Satan quotes. And, and, uh, and Jesus, and so, so this is always interesting, this psalm has a ton of echoes to Deuteronomy 32. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of echoes in that language. So what happens in the New Testament? Satan quotes from this psalm to uh, tempt Jesus. Jesus responds from a text. Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. <laughs> what's going on there but it does seem interesting to me that, that was that, an inside that, joke just between
0: satan and jesus
1: that must have been that's what <laughs> uh saying oh you got me there they're up
0: in their game out there in the wilderness they
1: really are so yeah it's it is a um i don't know it, it's a it's a neat psalm to me mm-hmm. it, it it is just I, I don't have know what else to say about it but i, I like it a lot mm-hmm
0: well, it's an earlier era when error era when God had pinions and wings. I mean, that
1: was right. Hot. Well, that's something that? I was going to mention. It, it is nice to see God portrayed as uh, well. Usually, this is a, a feminine image or image that we have here. You know, mm-hmm. the mother bird that is protecting its its mm-hmm. brood under yeah. its pinions and wings. Mm-hmm. Um, Who better to deliver from the snare of the Fowler? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Than a, a mature bird, <laughs> than a mature mother bird, who knows a thing or two about fowlers. It's like a mild, <laughs> a mild expletive. You mature mother bird.
1: <laughs> I'm mildly but, yeah, irritated by you. <laughs> it, it's a nice. It, it is nice to see God. You know, there there are several instances in the Old Testament where God is portrayed with feminine imagery. Uh, most of the time, we miss them. Hang on, I'm but, writing down uh,
0: the, the title of the podcast:
1: Mature Mother, bird. Mature Mother Bird. <laughs> uh, but it is a, uh, it's it's to me refreshing to have a yeah. feminine mm-hmm. image of God. No, so. yeah,
0: not not the only place that happens, right? That's right. Oh, I mean, yes, that's or even of, of birds. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so.
1: yes. yes. Psalm 91 is nice. So it's 90. I like. I really like 90 and 91. I like 90 and 91. Huh. And and they're, it's profitable to read them all together. Come. It really is. It's yeah. almost like a little story that emerges. Hmm. I like it. I'll do. I'll do that. Maybe I'll I'm circle to... back
0: when I get done with my pilgrim songs. Once you get done with your. That's right. <laughs> I'm reading, and and <laughs> I can never get through them without commentary. And it's. I'm reading in the. I'm reading in the uh, message.
1: We can't read the psalm here without commentary. Oh, I know. No. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> I'm reading the message, so
0: normal things sound abnormal. And he's talking about you know being a fruitful and and having you're having like all these. Children like uh, I don't know what vines or sprig- sprigs or something. Mm. Anyway, he's using fruit and sprigs, and I said, "This sounds like a Veggie Tales song, you know?" Because <laughs> I just sound I just sound Esther, shown part of Esther in my leadership class. Of course, oh, you found it. Veggie Tales Esther. Yes, it's on. It's online for free on YouTube, and they also rent it to you on YouTube. <laughs> the
1: same Interesting. video. I don't know yeah. how that works. Luckily, you're using it for education purposes and don't have to find out how that copyright law needs to be. Yes, that's true. That's true.
0: All right. So um, start with 16. uh, Yeah, let's start with Luke 16.
1: Uh, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores. Didn't you say there was a guy named Lazarus outside your house? That's interesting.
0: You know, um. <laughs> if you look closely, I'll just move out of the way of the, the uh camera. You can see a spacious dining room behind me. Yeah, and, I, I can. And yes. you probably can't see it because of the sunlight. There's a automatic gate out at the end of my very long <laughs> yes, driveway. You have- a gate i could go walk uh, did i close it yes okay
1: <laughs> at that gate is there a poor man named lazarus who's covered with sores
0: well two months ago i was lazarus and now i'm the rich man <laughs> i it's, don't know how that i'm not sure how I'll... to feel about this parable <laughs> 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 uh the,
1: lazarus covered with sores who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table even the dogs would come and lick his sores which if we read in the king james we would have one of the oldest preacher jokes around you, oh, I don't know. Do this you know this? One, no. You don't know that the name of Lazarus's dog was moreover, moreover. because the King James <laughs> moreover. said moreover the dog like Lazarus's wounds. Moreover, moreover Ro- More the dog. Yep. Uh, verse twenty-two. The poor man died. Well, that's sad. <laughs> that's it. <a>, yes. <laughs> and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died, and he was buried <laughs> by someone. <laughs> Sorry, that's, by someone. That's nice. Wait, no, no, I didn't say. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus, in like manner, evil things. But now he's comforted here, and you're in agony. Besides all this, between you and us, a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so and no one can cross from there to he, to us he said then father i beg you to send him to my father's house for i have five brothers that he may warn them so that they may not also come into the place of torment abraham replied they have moses and the prophets they should listen to them he said no father abraham but if someone goes to them from the dead they will repent and he said if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead, now he said, with a subtle
0: foreshadowing. Uh, yeah. And there's, there's a guy named Lazarus, and there's a guy talking about someone raising, being raised from the dead. There's a, there's a weird relationship with John uh, in a number of places in Luke that I just don't understand. It's like yeah. there's some curious uh, connections, but... That's a good setup. Now that's a good setup. That's yeah, a good that's, punchline. I see. Oh, yeah. you and your New Testament, Moses, so, and
1: the prophets. So we have a guy named Lazarus here who doesn't come back from the dead. Um, no, he
0: he does. But a guy in John does come back. Yeah, from the Yeah, a guy dead. named Lazarus, right? In the uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. There's some, and then there's some other places like what you know, like the. Um, the woman caught in adultery shows up. Well, that's it's a free, that's, free-floating tradition that shows up in Luke some in Luke, sometimes, sometimes couple yeah, places. some texts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's that's not this kind of relationship. But this is actually not not bad, following upon the uh, theme that we looked at in sixteen, the first part of sixteen um, about the continuity between um, establishing connections with the poor with your uh, mm-hmm. with your wealth and and then being welcomed into their. Uh, Eternal mm. abodes, you know, there's a lot of continuity, surprisingly, between 15 and 16, the parables in 15 and 16, but it's not immediately apparent unless you think about it. Um, the the destitute nature of the... Uh,
1: yeah, I, I don't see it yet, so yeah. I'm going to need you to help well, the me des- see it.
0: The destitute nature of uh, Lazarus and the, the, rit- the, and the, um, the younger brother, uh, the younger son, is, is, there's a lo- number of parallels. Uh, I forget what mm. they are. But um,
1: he, oh, he was longing to satisfy his yeah, hunger. Yeah, longing to satisfy that, table. That, that's that, one that, way to
0: yeah, echo there to talk about. I mean, they're both they're both painted in the most sort of uh, extraordinarily bad circumstances. You know, mm-hmm. hanging out with pigs or yeah, being covered with sores and being licked by dogs. Yeah. So this is um, you could say that this is just continuing that conversation that begins at beginning of fifteen. In in one sense, that it's told to. Um, Pharisees who are grumbling over who Jesus is eating with mm-hmm. and uh, who he is welcoming to his table. So prominent throughout here are the images of, of, of feasting, um, celebration and um, a meal as a place of reconciliation. But um, here it is about not inviting someone in, even to, mm-hmm. to share your scraps. So, and the, uh, the extravagance of the rich man, how he's dressed, how he eats is all contrast with, well, we don't hear about um, Lazarus' clothes, but here he's covered with sores, and and he is uh, he's a he's a meal for the dogs. He doesn't get to eat anything. So this, but this this picture of the rich man is just super extravagant. The purple linen, mm-hmm. uh, it could be uh, in purple. Purple could be the the most expensive um, clothing you have, and then fine linen could be the white uh, undergarments you wear underneath it. So this is like piling up this. Extravagance who feasts sumptuously every day. The feasts are like periodically for extraordinary events in the other parables. Mm-hmm. And here this is an everyday event. But is not in uh it, it is in keeping with some rulers. Agrippa II, you know, is said to have a feast like this every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not as though he could actually consume it. And typically a feast means you are inviting everyone, you know, to a mm-hmm. massive feast. But here's this guy's having a feast. And there's this gate, and Lazarus is not them.
1: invited. Yes,
0: he's not even. Yeah, he's uh, outside. And and in that day, it could be if they prom- promise follow Roman practice. They they're you know using bread loaves for napkins and then tossing them off. There's an abundance for him, but uh, this uh, this social um, separation is really highlighted in those in that fashion. And, um, and then it's all reversed in a very parallel sort of, uh, um, extraordinary reversal between these these two. The rich man gets a burial. Uh, we don't hear about we don't hear about Lazarus' burial, but his the angels well, he attend? He doesn't his, get
1: buried. He just goes right out. to he goes right to Abraham, doesn't he?
0: Well, uh, <laughs> you know, a poor person like this probably wouldn't get a burial, and and then he'd really become you know a, uh, mm-hmm. a feast for dogs. These are not these are not nice house pets. These are uh, ravenous mm-hmm. packs that roam around um, before. People like me ad- adopted those kind of dogs. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's his dog's history. I was. Did, did did Linus make the trip okay? Is, is... He did. He's a Californian now. Yeah. I, wow. It was hard for us to envision that,
1: but yeah. He's a, he made it. He's a, I know that people in the, some of our longtime listeners have worried about your dog. And yeah.
0: He's maybe. a. He's uh, out underneath, typically right, right where you can see the camera. He's uh, like hides under the furniture there until Karen comes home. Not hiding, I don't know. He likes dogs like to
1: burrow. So, Take, it takes it. I was
0: attention. thinking about uh, n- renaming him. I, it was something I said in a, uh, that uh, old old tweets would be a good name for a dog, and uh, and I realized, hey, that'd be a good name for my dog because old tweets come back to bite you. <laughs> <laughs> My dog tries to bite me every night when I go to bed because he's defending Karen from me. Defending Karen from
1: you. The one who feeds... I I thought you guys...
0: I feed him. I fed him for a year when she wasn't there. I was going to say, I thought you guys
1: bonded (laughs) this past year, but apparently now Uh, things are back to normal. Uh, No, normal. (laughs)
0: Okay. <laughs> anyway, major yeah. reversal. Uh good news, major reversal in Lazarus Lazarus's, in Lazarus's life. life, yeah. Yes. He is uh, uh he is now in Abraham's bosom and uh he is a place of honor whereas he's been, you know, out, outside the gate. Um and uh, there is a chasm like the gate in between the rich man and, and Lazarus, even though he'd want to, probably his good nature, Lazarus might want to do that, to go over and mm-hmm. and give him a little water. But this guy hasn't changed at all. I mean, there's been a reverse, but this guy's attitude is the same. His, his presumptuous attitude, he knows who Lazarus is. He's not as always unaware of Lazarus. He knows Lazarus' name. And he's still ordering him around, and and he's not even he's still arguing with Abraham. <laughs> you know, they go a couple oh, wow. rounds. He's not he's not dissuaded. So mm-hmm. the presumption here is interesting, which would be in keeping with his class to uh, order order like pe- people like Lazarus around. But he's ordering Abraham around, or ordering Abraham to order Lazarus around. And it's an inter- calls,
1: Abraham calls him child. Yeah, which
0: is nice. yeah. And the, the thing is, this would not be uh, this would not be too foreign from some contemporary theology, which says Abraham was so righteous that he built up a reserve of Mm -hmm. righteousness that you could call upon the merits of Abraham. If you were, if you ended up in a place like this rich man did, Mm -hmm. and he is calling upon Abraham to do something for him, but, uh, um, he's not acting like a son of Abraham, even though Abraham calls him child. Um, John the Baptist said to the the folks that came down out of Jerusalem said you know uh, don't presume to say you have Abraham for your father you know god mm-hmm. can make children of Abraham raise them up from these stones so this presumptuous attitude and this uh the 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 criteria for being the son of Abraham is to uh to live out the uh, concrete acts of repentance and, and social solidarity with, uh, especially with the poor, as God's God's concern for the poor. So this guy had an abundance of ways to do that, and and neglected to do that, though being fully aware of his presence out there. And he's telling this to people who are kind of in that in that boat. There's actually they leave out between last week and this week a very confusing thing about about adultery and idolatry and it's, it's, it's pretty confusing. I'm glad they left it out, but they're talking about the ongoing relevance of the law and the prophets. It's not as though Jesus announcement of the kingdom is, is nullifying those. Those are still Mm -hmm. still valid and certainly in terms of the ethical uh, requirement that, uh, that he's preaching. So it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting series of parables, and um, and I say parable, but people tell me it's not a parable because it has a oh, name yeah. of someone. <laughs> it's actually right. someone's name, so this is a literal thing that Jesus is talking about. I see. <laughs> have you heard that? I have not. Yes. They say, no, the parables don't actually have a name of someone. This actually has a name, so this is actually, this is real.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. Jonah has a name.
0: <laughs> well, there there you go. There you go. <laughs> I didn't say Mashal. I said parable. <laughs> oh, oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What are you saying about Jim? Well, I had someone come up and ask me about Esther, and oh, yeah. and it, like, is this real? And uh, you know, and I hadn't even studied you know that much about. Yeah. That aspect of Esther, but but just reading it's like, well, does it seem slightly fictionalized? Does this seem, like, you know, does everything seem kind of extreme and like, to isn't it kind of a nice bow on everything and everything's hyperbole and so we could well, say I... it's fictionalized uh, at least. And he was uh, he was happy with that. That's okay.
1: Oh wow, really? See, because what I normally would do is say, say, well, I absolutely think the story's true. I mean, I don't know if it happened or not. I don't
0: know if it happened, but it is no. absolutely see, true. See, these are people I only have six weeks with, so I don't have you enough don't time. To, <laughs> you don't have enough time to to
1: fix that. You, <laughs> fix that. You...
0: Establish trust and fix the broken trust that I yeah. weekly <laughs> break. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have. Yeah, I couldn't do that.
1: <laughs> but he was happy with that. It's like, wow, that never wow, happened. Right. That never happens. That <laughs> I mean, parable is, I think, fine. People are usually okay saying parable. People are usually not okay saying fictionalized. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I just gone through. A, now, it's, the it's, nuance there, that's, that's, I don't know the quite the difference, but... It's it, funny, for some reason... when you
0: just read it, when you just read it, and then you look at the VeggieTales version, it's like, I'm not sure there's a big difference between how, right. between how kind of stylized they are. Yeah.
1: I mean, the, you know, there's not a... Pre- yeah, VeggieTales, you don't have the attempted rape quite as... No, uh, no, and you but, the, the punishment
0: uh... is not vanishment to the land of perpetual tickling, but... Correct. <laughs> there's something else about a big tower, <laughs> things hanging from a tower. Yeah. So... Poetic license, mm-hmm. poetic license, mm-hmm. you know, oral tradition things are shaped. They're <laughs> <changed>. shaped differently. <laughs> they change,
1: yeah. Uh, well, you said that that first Timothy's almost the same, so do you want to, yes, jump yeah. there and then we'll yeah, okay. probably intertwine these? Yes, let's do that. 1 Timothy 6, 6-19, to 19. of course there is great gain in godliness combined with contentment, for we brought nothing into the world, so we can take nothing out of it, but if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, Ooh, and they're eager... That's good, yes. I'm going to write that part down. Write that one down. And their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. But as for you, men of God, shun all this, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses, in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who is his testimony before Pontius Pilate, made the good confession. (laughs) I charge you to keep the commandment without spot or blame until the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about at the right time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings, Lord of lords, it is he alone who has immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion, amen. As for those who are in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty, but to sell their set their hopes, sell their hopes, <laughs> to the, set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God who have who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of the life that really is life.
0: So interestingly written, I don't know, it's just interesting to hear it. It's, it, it flows uh, when he gets into these, uh, these moral exhortations at the end, mm-hmm. it really just kind of rolls off the tongue, so... This is that section of the letter where you would get moral exhortation, even though he's writing to Timothy, uh, it's been p- pointed out and you helpfully point out that he's reading this out loud in the congregation. So mm-hmm. he's talking to the congregation through writing to Timothy. Um, and I remember, I remember as a new Christian, I was, I tried to memorize this passage for some reason. Oh, really? I remember, I remember that. Paul used all these athletic metaphors, and I and th- and this one seemed like well, there's a lot of good exhortation here, and I was going to be very efficient with my time and memorize scripture as I as I jogged. Okay, so I had this little plastic thing I would slip uh, little printouts of uh, scripture in or little pieces wow. of the Bible, and it didn't work. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't read, and it was a lousy workout.
1: <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> didn't say, work well either way so holy but yeah now it it's turns like out.
0: man man that didn't work at all <laughs> i don't know i mean, can't tell you how long i tried to run and read read these little pieces of scripture <laughs> you, needed, you needed an
1: audio audio scripture <laughs> yeah
0: i don't even know they had they might have had a, a walkman back then but uh, yeah exactly yeah the cassettes would james Earl jones yeah yeah
1: Reading scripture.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's... No, that wouldn't have been before Star Why is Darth Vader reading scripture? This <laughs> just kind of ruins
1: it. About redemption, Mike. The story's about redemption. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
0: Well, th- um, this is th- the end of this exhortation to Timothy, who is dispatched to Ephesus to deal with a, a false teaching. And we find out at this point that the false te- this false teaching also involves... Um, Making money, okay, mm-hmm. somehow, whether it's saying, it might be saying that being rich is a sign of God's favor, but it's probably saying, it's probably something to do with this false doctrine as a way of these, um, these people enriching themselves. So Yeah, that happened. That kind of thing happened back then. I know. Speechless. I thought you froze up for a second, but you were just speechless.
1: No, no, I'm just gobsmacked. Yes.
0: I would actually, actually have an old Bible where I'm writing the names of these contemporary examples of these people. (laughs) (laughs) The New American Standard had lots of, which I was reading, speaking of, speaking of wooden, wooden translations. Yeah. uh, Lots of room to write in the margins. So. A lot of these folks are still yeah. around. Had a hit list in the headlines. It's amazing with the uh, with their their jets and whatnot. Anyway, yeah, that was a uh, that's that's not even the main thing he's talking about, but he does he hits that pretty hard as part yeah, of the twice. false doctrine.
1: Yeah, um, I mean he moves away from it and then comes back to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I think you think it's important.
0: Yeah. Him. Yeah. And this is a a pretty big chunk of text on that. So Mm -hmm. it's a common theme, you know, common theme. Um, He's adopting the Greco-Roman style of moral exhortation, the list of virtues. Um, He's not adopting some of the philosophical um, underpinnings of rejection of the world by any means. He's saying, you know, uh, what verse is it where, you know, God has given us all things to enjoy, you know, and uh, he's not saying they should... Give everything away. That's not It's not a formula, although that happens sometimes repentance does look like someone renouncing all their possessions, but uh, he says to the rich in this world he says you know to to use their wealth wisely and to uh to use it for those in need uh, they're to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share. so it's not ultimately riches that are problem uh, we, we usually race ahead to that we take the sting yeah. away of all the things that Jesus and the other writers of the New
1: Testament say about riches. I and mean, we race ahead to, well, it's not riches, it's a love of riches, but. Uh, well, and it's, it's, I mean, it's the same in the Old Testament as well, where riches and power and all the rest are given as a gift of God to use for Torah. Right. And if you're not using them for Torah, which means taking care of the poor, the immigrant, the widow, the orphan, mm-hmm. um, then if you're using that to make yourself richer or expand your power, then then you are judged for that. That's a problem. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's, you know, Solomon's problem is not that Solomon was rich. Solomon's problem was Solomon used Solomon's riches to get more riches and <laughs> used his right. power to get more power. Right. Um, and and that that's where things went wrong at that point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the same message throughout Scripture mm-hmm. on that topic. Right.
0: Yes. Yes. Very consistent. And very consistent. What he's just coming out and stating is, you know, the problem with the rich man and Lazarus is mm-hmm. simply not doing that. Uh, an extreme, you know over the top version of that, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice pairing and you, th- uh, this could have gone just as well with, uh, with last week's about, uh, about using riches a- appropriately.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good exhortations for just in general, and then contrasted with, uh, an orientation of around wealth and
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's called a man of God. <laughs> Timothy is called man of God, which is
1: that is a title that's used in the Old Testament sometimes for prophets. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I wonder what uh, I'm wondering if that same illustration is here. I mean, that same association is here. I don't know. I don't know. If that illustrates that. And Jesus thought of him as bearing prophetic gifts in some way.
0: Well, that's yeah, true. He does talk about you know uh, using his prophetic gifts, which were received with the laying on of hands. Is that in First Timothy or Second Timothy? I think it is. Maybe it's in First Timothy. Mm-hmm. First yeah. Timothy. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Probably in view. Let's see, Jesus. What's the one in the presence of God who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus who, in his testimony before Pontius Pilate, made the good confession. What was the good confession?
1: Uh, I don't. Should, I am He.
0: That should be <laughs> on an exam. He confessed a few things, but maybe, uh, maybe they're thinking, "My kingdom is not of this world," or something like uh, that. That's probably. Yeah. A, that's a good. It's a good confession. I'm it's not a. <laughs> it's a the a good confession. the good confession. <laughs>
1: You say so. That may be (laughs) the one. That may be the one he's talking about. You say
0: whatever. (laughs) Whatevs. (laughs) As if. Yeah. So many good things. Alone, who has immortality and dwells in unapproachable light. Now that is a that's a we hear about that in in greco Roman philosophy also. Mm -hmm. Whom no one has ever seen or can see. Some mystics that, said they did get in. They got past the bright part, and they saw something of God. Some Jewish well, mystics. Well, I, said I that. wonder
1: about about Paul's conversion <laughs> uh-huh. in that that language. Yes. That you get. Too, I think that's so. what I
0: thought of too. It's one of that might be one of those places where he is. He's also he's unpacking his own language, but this is not foreign to even uh, Greek Greek writers on on
1: God. Yeah. It's funny because he's talking about this wealth thing and then distracts himself with how great God is, and then gets back into the wealth <laughs> thing again. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Where was I? Oh, yeah. right. And oh, make yeah. sure the rich people are, you know, yeah. using it well. Before I started uh, praising to, God. To, to
0: sum up, <laughs> which is kind of my thing. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. This is a this is the I should know more about this. Seeing as I've I've memorized this and spent yeah, so much time with this.
1: <laughs> Just ran with it. You should.
0: I, I I ran with it. Yes, that was the problem, and the type was too small. I can't I, I can't do that on. I know people who read like on a treadmill or on exercise. But I can never do that. No, no, I can't
1: do that. I can't do any of that I'm stuff. Lucky if I can watch TV. So <laughs> sitting down, <laughs> sitting down without right. a, without a seatbelt. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, well we're a little short this week but that's okay so i hope that you have enjoyed uh, we could talk more about nothing but how about not uh hope that you've enjoyed the time we've had together hope that you will like us on facebook follow us on twitter uh and have a great week have a great week blessings reading in church is proud to partner with audible.com for you, the listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. Surely you can find something interesting in all of that. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com/readinginchurch. Again, that's audibletrial.com/readinginchurch for your free audiobook. Go there. There today.